Welcome back, friends, to the Fun Employed Podcast, where your wildly underqualified hosts talk shit and expect you to listen. Yay. You're listening to myself, Sev. And Fran. And Sophie. And we're back for like our second episode, back from hiatus, back from... You. Second back, it's our second back. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's our second back. Ugh. <laughs> I'm trying to say it's our second, second episode, episode back, back altogether. <laughs> And we are... The continuity. We're yeah. just killing it. <laughs> We're crushing it. We're crushing it. For these days, we don't know. We don't know them. Um, yeah, we're talking about a movie again this week. I just want to, before we get into the check-in, I want to clarify something. We've copped flack for um, our unclear genre, our lack of direction. Now, as I, some may say. As some may say. Now, I'd like to allegedly. make it... Allegedly. I'd like to make it clear... This podcast is called Fun Employed, which means that we are people with a lot of time to think about nothing. <laughs> Fran, ironically, now has no time ever. <laughs> That's true. However, I am still a dumb bitch. Fun Employed at heart. Fun Employed at heart. And I just think that this is a podcast where literally we talk about what we want. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. That's this is a hobby podcast. This is, is a, a hobby, hobby cast. cast. Yeah, it's a hobby cast. So people have gotten mad at us before for like not having specific enough direction or branding. Literally suck my dick. Um, <laughs> Fine, how was your wigs? <laughs> I have really a lot of pent up um, rage. No, my week has been so busy. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday and I just started a new job and I am still doing a full course load at uni. Which my job is aware of, um, but the first two weeks are, like, structured, like, in-class online fucking training. So I'm just learning a lot about um, anti-money laundering, counterterrorism finance prevention. Wow. Yeah. Is your actual job going to be full-time? Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, That's girl. That's insane. Girl. Yeah, that is insane. So I am currently, so I'm working a full-time job, a full-time university degree, a continuing comedy career, and doing this podcast so um to my ex-boyfriend who said that i wasn't driven enough fuck you (laughs) just look at this girl's life look at this girl go look at me go i'm so tired (laughs) (laughs) so how about yours how was your week um my week has been pretty good too there must be something in the air because i have um gotten a flex job offer for um it's a casual role which I have two of already. <laughs> um, so I was um, in a pro bono capacity um, doing planning and development stuff in Michael Berkman's office, who is the MP for Maywa, a Greens king. Can mm-hmm. I yes, we love to see it. And um, so his chief of staff asked me the other day if I would like to get paid to do the same job. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I'd love to. <laughs> you know what? You know that what? sounds nice. That would be okay. <laughs> That's pretty sexy to me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> also, now you just have like three part-time <laughs> casual yeah. jobs. If that's not indicative of the current Australian job market, I don't know what is. Yeah, well, I'm adding um, Hustler to my <laughs> LinkedIn profile. Slash <laughs> 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 freelance planner. Wow, go wow. off. A consultant to, to this. Oh, me. How's, How's your week? week? <laughs> my week's been alright. I really haven't done anything that exciting. I have been playing a lot of netball. Yeah. Like, sport mm. is back on. Corona is over. Yay. <laughs> Don't take that to heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying. I'm not a medical professional. But yeah, like, I've seen Fran twice now, and every time, like, twice this week, sorry, mm-hmm. and it's Wednesday, and every time I've 
been coming, going, off, coming, like, in between Nettie games. <laughs> and Fran yeah. literally said outside, what the fuck, when are you never playing Nettie? Yeah, when are you not playing netball? Like, Sev, <laughs> you are now the Nettie king. Um, Sharon Strezlecki giving her a run for the money. <laughs> he is here if you need. Exactly. He's my king. <laughs> oh. Exactly. Yeah, this week I also watched Someone Great, which we all watched because that's this what week's a topic. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy that we all coordinate our movie watch. Now that we've all watched it, why don't we just talk about it? <laughs> so do we want to give a recap of what Someone Great is? Yeah, sure. Would Sophie? you like to? Oh, I'll no. do it then, yeah. if you want. Yeah. Okay, so Someone Great stars uh, Gina, Gina Rodriguez. Rodriguez and Dewanda Wise and Brittany Snow. Yes. yes. I was about to say Brittany Murphy, but she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Probably wasn't. In spirit, she was there. (laughs) But yeah, it's about three young women living in New York and like going about their lives in this particular time. It's a 24-hour movie. Yeah, it's in in this like time Mm. that it's filmed in. Yeah. Um, There has been a breakup with the main character, Jenny, Mm -hmm. and she just broke up with her long-term partner and they basically getting loose and going to a music festival to get yeah. over. <laughs> There's like a one last yeah. ride before she moves to a new job in San Francisco. And I think it's important to point out that the um, the partner is played by Lakeith Stanfield, one of the hottest men oh, I've ever so seen. Hot. So hot. Oh sexy. my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like every time I watch it, I'm like, how did I forget how hot this man right? is? Right? <laughs> like you watch it and you're like, oh shit, damn. His and his voice like, is just like, crazy. Oh my gosh. And he's Amazing. he's hot in Uncut Gems as well, and that's like the only like the only respite I got in that movie was just like looking at Lakeith Stanfield's face. <laughs> I still haven't watched Uncut Gems. Like I need to. Yeah, girl, support our guy, the Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched either. Never heard of. It. Oh my god, you guys suck. Okay, <laughs> this is gonna this is to be covered off mic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, getting back to it, shall we dig into the movie? I'd love to dig in. Should we talk about the technical stuff first, and then we'll... Yeah. And then we'll get into the plot beauty. Yes. Mm. Technically, this movie's beautiful. Yes. I love the look of the movie. I feel like the photography is incredible. Mm. And they... I like how a lot of it's told in flashbacks. So when we, like, meet the characters, pretty much, they're, like... They've just they've just broken up. Jenny and Nate is his name. That's yeah. his name. Um, and that first scene is like hilarious, where she's just talking to this random girl in a subway. Anyway, we're not going into pop- oh, oh and it's Michelle Buteau who's it like sitting so on the subway. It's, it's so, so iconic. Um, but the like way that they use flashbacks is like truly beautiful. They use like kind of like neon lighting, but yeah. it's like yeah. dreamy, and it's like literally looks like you're looking through rose tinted glasses. It's very so, theatrical so. in like the traditional sense. Like that's mm. a real theatre like trope yeah. to use lighting to indicate time changes yeah also um Gina Rodriguez's awful wig um oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god I actually don't the fringe <laughs> okay. oh my god what is with what is with like women scented media set in New York City where they give the main character a shitty wig <laughs> to indicate that time has passed it and it so always annoying. involves a fringe it always involves bangs and it never looks right it's very weird this again brings us back to episode one yeah <laughs> we're in love life oh god yeah <laughs> we're tying back in all over the place <laughs> but I just wanted to say because I was actually listening to a podcast today about someone great so I've watched this movie a few times mm-hmm. a million times yes. if I must say and so I for this, say. like, prep <laughs> yeah. for this week, I was like, I'll do something else that is, like, 
not. <laughs> not just watching yeah, the not movie. Yeah, not just watching the movie. Mm. Um, I'll prepare a bit more, like Sophie does every week. Oh my Sam God. has notes, everyone. I'm not the only one with notes for this week. <laughs> this week now we are calling out Fran instead of calling out me as the one who doesn't have notes. Oh my God. <laughs> it's Look, okay. It's this, is this why You're you got me a girl. notebook for my birthday? Gosh, as I, sorry, as I was saying, so in this podcast, it is with the director, Jennifer Caton Robinson. And in that, she was saying that like, she wanted to use lighting particularly to like change the like to tell like what time is mm. but also like you can tell in different scenes the lighting changes a little bit mm. and so like when you're getting closer to the breakup the flashbacks to the breakup the lighting is like less dim and more of a like halfway between like dreamy rosy and yeah. like yeah, real and life like, yeah. but like in the early relationships it's like all very so pink yeah so pink yeah and so like gorgeous and mm. like mm. blue and yeah. it was like a real I think it was a really expert move to like do it like that yeah because, some like, beautiful jewel yeah, tones yeah. yeah definitely um the she sorry what's the name again the director Jennifer Caton Robinson also wrote the movie and I feel like you can tell when watching it that there are a lot of women behind the camera as well as yeah. in front yeah i feel like it really i don't know it adds to the tone mm. yeah well, i think will. the script is just super like relatable and like real yeah i think mm. it's very authentically yeah. feminine yeah. yeah i agree also um is was there any other notes on technicality um look in terms of technicality oh are, we gonna perf- are we gonna talk Sorry. about performances no or? keep going i was gonna talk about the soundtrack oh I, that's God. exactly what i was gonna say i was like if we can move on the soundtrack okay the opening montage in my head, <laughs> I play a supercar. It was amazing. Like, so bitch, good. did I, was I immediately crying? Yes. yes. <laughs> Just a supercut of us. Like, it was so, perfect. Also so literal, but like, yeah. so well done. It was yeah. like, I think it's also, I think this movie is fine with being cheesy. I think like mm. it's allowing itself to be on the nose. Because yeah. I think that romance, like new romance and love can feel like you're being on the nose and being a cliche. So I think it's very much allowed within the rules of the universe. It's double Lizzo. This, as we discussed earlier on, that this is what relaunched Lizzo. It did. Yes. It, and With actually, truth hurts. in that podcast I listened to, it was like three different songs from the soundtrack all charted again on the, on the charts. Yeah. Because it was really Supercut. Really, really. Supercut, um, Little Kim. And... Little Kim charted? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my God, awesome. good for her. And then Lizzo, they all charted mm. again. Truth Hurts, that's the name of the song. Yes. I heard it a million and one times. How can I forget? <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, um, Touchdown on the Sand, no one Yes! And I was like, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but also Lizzo is in the, like, um, when they first get into the. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. So good. I loved the soundtrack. And also, like, because she's a music journalist, I think it's like, it's great that there were just like genuine pop songs yeah. like and it's not mm-hmm. like trying to be like overly intellectual or do anything like yeah. in weird genres it's not like oh let's listen to fucking butt fuckers yeah, like, yeah. someone no one has ever heard of ever yeah <laughs> and like you know they reference like literally in one of the flashback scenes they reference you know major indie artists of like the late 2000s like they yeah. talk about the postal service performing yeah. at this um at this gig and i think they talk about vampire weekend as well because mm. they're yeah. in, they're at nyu at the time where vampire weekend are blowing up yeah. like it rules i really like it i also want to just really quickly signpost that 
Jabuki Young White's <gasps> he cameo. was so funny. That's another thing I wrote in giant caps, cameos shouting mark. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The Jabuki cameo is probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I was just hysterical re-watching it, that scene today. Where he's on the so fucking funny. hoverboard. Like, yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's so, it's so millennial, but they lean into it and it's funny. They even talk about like which Hogwarts houses they are. So I love the which Hogwarts house you are. Also like, that is so, like real life. Wasn't it like Ravenclaw rising or some <laughs> shit? Yeah, yeah, she says I'm Slytherin with a Ravenclaw moon or <laughs> <laughs> But like, it's, I feel like we've all been at like a very rich person's house, usually at our dealers, and yep. then, like there's like random people there not talking to you and you're just like just very uncomfortable. <laughs> very uncomfortable. Everyone's trying to find a common like a commonality and it's <laughs> yeah. just not there. The like, only commonality is we want drugs, but nobody's allowed to say it. <laughs> exactly. Um so yeah, we're kind of moving into plot territory. Oh, brilliant. Yes. Um so yeah. I think that we were talking about how it's like kind of like built on cliches, but what sells the movie is like the main trio. Yeah. They absolutely. don't seem like moody friends. Like they truly it truly seems like you're watching friends. Yeah. Like three friends, which yeah. is amazing. I think their chemistry together is like insane. It's yeah. so good. Because I think you can also like you can always cause like in the rules of three in life, you in your like various trios that you have in life, you can see which one you are. Like yeah. and you can absolutely <laughs> just like assign your friends to these characters. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um Brittany Snow, who is Blair, is like the kind of like type A kind of one, and she's like driven and has her like five year plan. And yeah. um uh, yeah, DeWanda Wise is, like, just a giant mess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Except she's also somehow, like, really successful in selling, like, $3 million houses. Yeah. I've met those women. Yeah. <laughs> so Wait. she's still, like, living living in her 20s, even though she's 29. Yeah, she's 29. She's I'm not in my 30s. Okay, if we had to assign characters of us to them, who would we be? Oh, my God. I feel like the pressure is on here. As the most educated person here, I think Sophie is Britney Snow. <laughs> yes. I do think that Sophie is Britney Snow. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's a compliment. Yes. <laughs> Seb, I feel like you would be Jenny. Yeah. I oh think my God. I think you're Gina Rodriguez. Why? I think I'm the one I think you're Why too, am I Gina? I know that you're, you're, you're too romantic. I know that I you're know. supposed to be the fun black friend, but... <laughs> actually the fun Latino friend. Yes. You're actually <laughs> the main character. <laughs> I'm the fun black gay one. That's meant to be me, but it's not. I th- actually, okay, I, I think, think it personalities, is... though. I feel like you're more like Jenny in personality. I think that we're at a loss as to who is Dewanda Weiss and who is Jenny. Because mm. I think I have been in much more, like, intense and overly romantic relationships where I destroy my life. Yeah. Mm. But also... Um, I've like somehow held down very good jobs um, yeah, whilst I being an absolute flinched. mess. Very fair. If you asked maybe a year ago, I think I would be Dewanda and you would be Jenny. Yeah. But just at current time, yeah. It, maybe I'm Jenny and you're Dewanda. I think, mm. yeah, maybe mm. a Jenny rising. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're both like a combo. I feel like you could both see yourself in like in both of them. No, I definitely did like when I was watching yeah. it. And I think, but like the only thing that I don't see myself in Jenny or Gina Rodriguez is that she like is in a relationship, which I've not been. Yeah. Look, (laughs) as somebody who's currently like pretty like romantic intimacy avoidant, I sort of feel (laughs) Dewanda. Like, girl, I see you. 
I feel like Dewanda is the fucking standout star. She's, oh, so she's so funny. She's incredible. She's so funny. She's so charming. Oh she's my god. So good. She gets all the best lines. She really she does. She has hilarious one line. Her name yeah. is Erin in the movie. Yeah, have Aaron. you ever has anyone ever met a black Erin? Like that's yeah. suspicious. <laughs> Her name is Erin. Oh my god. I know. And then what's Britney Snow's character? Blair. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> the bit where she's like, I have to go to like a stakeholder's lunch to discuss the hashtag rollout. Oh my god. And Jenny is like, everything you just said sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that? Oh my god. And then she's like, my aunt just died. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I died at that bit when her like coworker is like, was it Aunt Camille? <laughs> or Aunt Denise? <laughs> oh my god, don't tell me! That's also like every corporate office where everyone's just like two in each other's shit. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, yikes. God. Um, but yeah, their friend dynamic is just like, it's just beautiful. And it made me like nostalgic for a friend, like friend dynamic that I feel like I've never had. <laughs> because I was just like, oh, these gals just living in their 20s. Doing yeah. their thing. Partying. Just partying. Reminiscing about college. Every time <laughs> yeah. I watch this, I'm like, maybe I'll just move to New York. But Literally. I have to move with two other people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it so sells you on the New York life, I feel. It I really feel like does. they don't focus enough attention in this movie and any movie set in New York on how bad it smells. They never yeah. do. They no, never yeah. do. Um, I've been to New York three times now. And the first time, like, when we walked out of the car from JFK, because it's so fucking far away. It's so far. To where we were staying, which was in the Upper East Side. <laughs> we opened the door and my sister and I were both like, <laughs> This was not portrayed in Gossip Girl. <laughs> were, you, were you there in the summer? Yes. Um, no, the first time we were there in, like, spring. Girl. The second time was winter. The third time was summer. Yeah, because summer is the worst time to be in New York City. I loved I loved being there in summer. No, like, the activities are great. Mm. The yeah. garbage stench is oh, the garbage stench, worse. yeah. But I feel like everyone had, like, the, the energy. The summer the energy. The energy of summer. Yeah, no. <laughs> Look, as they say in Hamilton, there's nothing like summer in the city. <laughs> summer in the freaking city. I feel like all TV shows sell you on this, like, summer... Summer in New York Summer City. Summer in New York City. Yeah. yeah. Although I hate in Broad City where Abby is complaining about how hot it is and yet she's wearing jeans. Yeah. I know! I hate when people do that in movies. And I'm like, well, it's clearly not that hot. Like, when it's hot in Queensland, yeah. you cannot wear jeans. Cannot I've never seen it. anyone wear jeans in summer. Exactly. God. I also so want to, like, just compare, like, I feel like Broad City is a bit really, like, accurate portrayal of New York. Yeah. This and one's like, like a very romantic. It's so very romantic. Yeah. But it's still like somewhat a- not accurate but like Oh my god. Okay. When she passed out in Washington Square Park and didn't oh get god. raped <laughs> but they addressed it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like because literally as the whole scene was going I'm like you would have never found her. Like, she would have been trafficked. How long has she been asleep for? <laughs> she has no phone or anything. <laughs> she has no phone. She's been asleep in Washington Square Park. She would have been human trafficked. Babes <laughs> <laughs> is gone. <laughs> Jenny, she's dead. She's dead. Jenny can't come to the phone right now. She's dead. I love that they address. She's like, who wants to go to Booty Hole, Brooklyn? Because it's so hard to get to freaking. Oh my god! But also, I'm like, Brooklyn's cool now. How dare you? How dare you? Um, so we have been my like family and I have been in New York for a cumulative three months now, and I'd say that I probably was spent like a day and a half in Brooklyn. Oh, I spent like. Because I went twice, mm. and I spent, like, maybe, like, three weeks in, like, New York, and I spent about a week of it in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back to the movie. Back to the movie. Where's the, movie. the Jewish representation in this movie? Yeah, that's something... Mm. That was... Where maybe, are they? Maybe, um, the... 
Oh, we were just talking about him. Paul Beck? Maybe he's... <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I also... I, I, the I producer. <laughs> he, was, he was in there, though. He was the guy who um, uh, Blair has sex with to get the tickets. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not no, Paul Feig. That's not Paul Feig. Oh. You're thinking, oh, Paul Feig is like of? an old ass motherfucker. Um, oh my God. I... Paul Feig is the director of um, Bridesmaids. Oh my God. You're thinking of the act. You're thinking of Peter Vack. Oh, that is so similar. <laughs> so similar. Paul Feig, Peter Vack. That's but so similar. I, okay, I do think that Peter Vack's kind of hot. Um, yeah, who, no, what was hot. he in that we were talking about? Was Love he in Life? Love Life. Mm, yes. That's what right. was he in Love Life? He was um the um the very talented girl's um boyfriend. Oh that's yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to, while we're talking about Peter Vac, how funny that they refer to him as his full name throughout the so whole good. Thing. It's <laughs> like they refer to him as Matt Lashes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like that's such a like. I think that's something that really sold it as like mm. actually real friends because yeah. how many people do we refer to as exclusively like, their by their full names? Like, so name. many <laughs> of those. Yes, it's that's like, so true. <laughs> and the one time I referred to someone who said that I always call by his his double name, and I said just his first name, and Sev was like, "Who?" Literally, <laughs> <laughs> small things like referring to full names yeah. is like such a like real life friend thing, and like mm, yeah. that you don't really get in like other movies. Like, yeah, people, it's such a yeah. small. thing that like you really appreciate yeah and like that's something that this movie does really well is like small things are really well detailed Mm, and like even all like all the emails that she reads through they're all real emails that was sent by um like written by the director yeah and sent off and like all the instagram comments they were all real instagram comments that's why it looks so much more authentic than like in other movies yeah because like you'll see it and it's like you've texted this person before why is this the first text message that makes me on the screen (laughs) it gives me the shits every time and like i know i'm watching a movie but also help me keep suspending disbelief yeah yeah that's so true yeah i love the little things like little details like that really sell it and especially in like in this genre of like I don't know, like it's girls slice of life rom com, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, like if you compare it to like what is it, Girls Night and like Rough Trip, which yeah. is like two similar movies about like they go on a big night out mm. and like mm. so many revelations are had. Yeah. But like the those don't really like compare to someone great because it's just so detailed and like actually feels it feels real. Yeah, because mm. it feels like it's not like um they're going solely for the laugh. Like and also when they do go for the laugh it's still furthering the plot yeah. and yeah. that's good comedy writing. Yeah. yeah. It actually feels like an indie movie in format, I think. Yeah. Like how it's like oh, yeah. character based rather than plot based. Literally. Yeah. I think like if the, um, if the production design had been darker, like, and less like sort of bright and lifelike, it could have been an indie movie yeah. really easily. easily. Yeah. And like, if you change the soundtrack, mm. you it's, Easily in a If you genre. swap out mm. Lord for like Vampire Weekend. Well, no, well, Vampire Weekend's in the soundtrack. If you swap out Lord for like, um, fuck, someone who's about to blow up on TikTok but hasn't yet. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That um, song that's like, it's me in my, my backyard, backyard boy. boy. <laughs> Literally, if it was that song, <laughs> but like two years prior, <laughs> the cottagecore yeah. anthem. The cottagecore anthem. <laughs> I get that on gay TikTok, so I don't believe that it's just cottagecore. It's cottagecore, it's gay. It I must just be TikTok. I think yeah. the TikTok. straights have it now too. Yeah, it's true. Mm. 
Anyways, move. <laughs> Let's not dwell on TikTok. Moving on. <laughs> yes. Um. So another thing I really appreciated is that Nate is actually a likable character. I feel yeah. like in so many movies know, like this, yeah. the guy you're always like, oh, you should have broken up with him, girl. He sucks. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like they make the men so one dimensional, so that you yeah. can just really easily empathize with the protagonist. It's shortcutting. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. But like the little things, like when his friend is like complaining about like not hooking up with girls, and he uses the term like smashing puss or or something oh. like that. And Nate is like, dude, you sound like an idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, little, like, things like that. Yeah. But you are right. I think that Nate is, like, just a normal person who likes his partner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, I think that this is one of the few times where, like, the conflict in the relationship isn't anyone's specific actions. It's literally just the passage of time. Yeah. yeah. Which is so much more authentic to what happens in real life. Yeah, that's yeah, so exactly. true. Like, that's how most, like, why most people break up and no one wants to say it but like yeah. when you say why did you break up because we weren't right together yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I, one wants to hear yeah. that but it, honestly in like 99% of cases it's, it's the yeah. truth everyone <laughs> wants to hear that like somebody fucked their cousin and yeah. like that's why they broke up but no it's never that mm, for sure winding back to episode one this is why uh, episode one of love life was so good yeah it's because Augie and I Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. <laughs> her partner in the first episode, they break up because they're like just moving in different paths. Yeah. And like that happens. And like, you're like, cool, yeah. great, sometimes. awesome. Um, also, I got a dentist named Augie recently. Augie. Um, <laughs> Hi, Augie. He's actually Argy. a very good dentist. I yeah. floss now. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I just think it's important to keep up with your oral hygiene. We are not sponsored by Quip. <laughs> if only. If only Quip, please sponsor us. But yeah, I thought that was like a really like, like it's just it it's so good because it's so real. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like those things just happen sometimes. Yeah, it just feels really earnest yeah yeah definitely even you see them like fighting to stay together yeah because you you, like you can see they both want to like they don't really want to when they have that passionless sex to mitsuki's best american girl oh my god and it's so sad and he's like i love you forever and you're like so sad and like the fight before that where she's like what do you want nate do you want me to go back to being 20 year old jenny and then maybe you'll love me again Like, stuff like that. You're like, that, well, that was, like, really harsh to say. Well, that hurt a lot, but also... No, but, like, that's super realistic. Like, that's realistic. Because some argument, like, especially when you're young 20s, like, they would be 25, maybe? I think they're 29. Because she says that they get together when they're 20, and she's, like, about to turn 30, and they were together for nine years. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the person that you are when you're 20... And the person that you yeah. are when you are 29. Yeah, like almost very 30. Very yeah. different people. Like even the person that I was when I was 18 and the person that I am today are um, really thoroughly different women. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Even like myself, I can agree with that. Like I'm a very different person and I'm sure you do too. Oh, Sophie. for sure. For sure. Even like from like three years ago, I'm like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, girl, what were you doing? I feel like my like mental health also plays into that. When I, through that phase, I refer to her as a different person because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really me. No, it's, 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 it's but it's like stylized therapy. I love that. <laughs> like I was talking to. Are you a like, Greta Gerwig protagonist? <laughs> <laughs> like one of my friends I've been friends with, like since I was six. Like we were talking about my um 
Uh, yeah, like during that time when I was just being like a crap friend and stuff. Mm. And I was like, I'm so sorry. That was Fothy. That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me. It was never me. <laughs> it wasn't really me. Also, oh my God. Like you just brought up Greta Gerwig. I, I love did. the like Ladybird reference and like a lot of the references in the movie. They're so current. So current. Mm. And like, again, feels, makes it just like adds to the reality of like how. Yeah. Cause when I first watched it, I thought, oh, is this going to date this movie really badly? Mm. But I think actually it's just like a very good zeitgeist. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it is too. Something like Ladybird, which is actually like a really important like piece of art. Yes. And they're saying like, yeah. oh, I love Ladybird. Like they're not just saying like some random like trash movie that came out last year. Yeah. yeah. Like they're saying something that's like actually really important. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And again, like it feels real because those are the conversations that you have with your friends. Yeah. Like you yeah. talk about Ladybird and you talk about the Harry Potter houses. And you talk about like, <laughs> is Kanye West problematic? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, we just happen to have a podcast about it. <laughs> like we just, you just happen to hear us talk about it. Yeah. That like, was another great cameo, by the way. Nate's like, the like fashion like person no sorry the like magazine person who talks about Kanye so is Rosario Dawson that's right yeah. oh my god what? I forgot that Rosario Dawson was in this movie yeah she looks so freaking young so you're like yeah no she, she looks vaguely familiar because she has not aged she does not mm. the fact that Rosario Dawson dated Eric Andre is forever gonna just like fuck with my brain yeah it's so weird wait Eric Andre yeah like the Eric Andre like no you're joking Rosario Dawson sucked Eric Andre's real penis <laughs> Oh my god. Like, oh literally, god. she posted it on her Instagram, and Chance the Rapper messaged her, Is this a prank? <laughs> <laughs> oh my I love that. So good. They're not together anymore, but it was like a highlight moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, the cameos. Rosario Dawson, Jabuki Young White was so funny. So and funny. also RuPaul. Yes! What <laughs> is he like, doing in there? I forget. RuPaul's the, the drug, drug dealer. dealer. Oh my god. With the pet shark. Yes! <laughs> like, why? Also, they paid in, in, like, an insane amount of money for the dog that yeah. belongs to Blair. Really? It's like, for that, it was like it's a like lot a of money. Is it like a beach on freeze or something? Yeah, oh it's God. it's not it's an Instagram famous dog. Like, oh, so they paid like a lot of money. What's the dog? I'll find it. Please look it up because now I'm very intrigued. I know it's not Marnie because I think she was already dead by the time this movie was filmed. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but yeah, RuPaul was amazing. He was yeah. like as well. He had like such charisma. I think he like really figured out his comedic timing in this movie. Yeah, like, he was so funny. They gave him such a good script to work with. He had like a blunt like the size of a tampon. Like, so fucking funny. Oh my god. <laughs> We love RuPaul, but, like, we not do. for the fracking. <laughs> we don't like that he fracks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just going to say, I love, like, the contrast of Blair, who is um, Britney Snow's, like, breakup, like, in contrast to Jenny's. Oh, my she God. She had, so funny. like, it was such an anticlimactic breakup. You don't know how long they've been together, yeah. but she's, she's just like, I'm not really happy in the relationship. And he's like, oh, thank God, I'm not happy in the relationship either. But, like, sometimes that just That's happens. How it exactly. I love yeah. that they show that with, like, like that can happen and it doesn't yeah. always have to be this, like, sometimes giant Sometimes the thing. fizzle just fizzles out and you're comfortable and you don't want to do anything else. Is the guy yeah. that plays Blair's boyfriend? It's Andrew Moffat. Is that not... From SNL? Yeah, but also, wasn't he the troll in... in, in yes, he yeah, was in the Shrill. troll in Shrill. Oh! Yeah, it's the same guy. Whoa! Okay, Another any, callback. Yeah, no. wow. We just really just consume the same media. Yeah, so we're really... Yeah, it's just been the same thing over and over. Mm. Wait, we are interconnected. <laughs> and I also love the way that it kind of... 
the way that it portrays mm-hmm. like how songs and places like can like completely transport you i feel like yeah, i've had those yeah. the moments that jenny has when she's like holding that gross chihuahua up to her face Aww. because she's like had like a little flashback yeah. oh my god me <laughs> i've had so many what the fuck a perfect place <laughs> <laughs> I also like something else that I really loved about Someone Great is that they portray drug use there is definitely 100% that like a lot of people in their 20s yeah try drugs yeah, yeah they're it's just like thing. yeah they're like let's get some molly for tonight and, and like, like yeah it's not like like I feel like in media drug use is either like you don't do it, or that you're a full-blown addiction. Yeah, that's true. And like, there, there are is people no... who just smoke the occasional weed. Yeah, <laughs> take the occasional pill. The occasional yeah. cat. <laughs> hit, hit the cat, get some shrooms in ya. That's yeah, so true. Like, I think that's a really like well-thought-out way to put it in. Yeah. Because it's like, they're not doing it, like... Yeah, because it's still, like, it's there for a joke, and it's yeah. there for plot development. Yeah, exactly. But it's in no way judging mm, no. Yeah, the characters. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. I also love when, this is in Supercuts, when she, like, her, Jenny and Nate have, like, just broken up, and she texts him, I can't believe that we just broke up, I love you. Yeah. Yep. I love that as well, because, like, when someone's your... Like your person, yeah, and then you're yeah. like, "Wow, that is like who I would talk about yeah. if some like exactly. big emotional thing happened to me." But yeah, if something I'm, goes wrong, you're the person that I talk to. I so cannot, now, what do I do? Yeah, now yeah. I can't talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Now I can't rely on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. It's like if we had a friend breakup. Oh God! Don't say <laughs> that. Yeah, but yeah, I love that, and I've like. Being in a relationship, which obviously was not nearly as cute <laughs> as no. Jenny and Nate. We could not have had a super cut montage. Yeah, no, we could not have. Because <laughs> it would just all be me being like, I'm being gaslit again. It's just like you at the re again. Yeah. <laughs> me at the re again. Me alone again. At the <laughs> me paying for everything again. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, but like having that moment where you're like, oh, that's like who I would have talked too about something like this then no, I can't yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also just like it's just a really beautiful movie oh it's this, so good it's gorgeous it is it's not cliche no matter what you think I think <laughs> it is cliche but I don't think that that's a bad yeah. thing yeah I'm sorry it's not bad cliche it's not um it's not so corny like yeah. I think that it's like appropriately like, I think it's leaning into tropes and cliches in a way that really works. And I think a part of why that works so well is because of the casting. Yeah. yeah. Like, I casting's think amazing. The casting's amazing. I think by having a cast that is really, like, actively diverse and not mm. in, like, a box-ticking way, but just, yeah. like, oh, all of these characters make complete sense. Yeah. yeah. Especially in New York City. Like- yeah. Yeah, and also that everybody has chemistry. Yeah, it all Mm. makes sense. Yeah, I love like the little bits where like um, Jenny speaks Spanish a little bit. Like it's so those little things are so natural. That was all improvised when Jenny speaks Spanish. It was improvised. Oh, that's That's such a Gina Rodriguez move. (laughs) That is cool. She's like sneaking it in. I feel like that like felt so genuine. Yeah, like that is someone who is someone who's bilingual would do. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. that's what your friend who is bilingual would do. That. Mm. I have a question for you both. Yes. In when you first watched this, yes, and the last scene when Nate walks up to Jenny mm-hmm. in the in park, Washington Square Park, yeah. 
it's not set with any different lines. Mm. Did you both think that was happening in real time? Yes. I did, yeah. I and did. I was like, bitch, no. Yes! yes! Not about her personally, about the movie. I'm like, yeah. you're seriously like throwing us this shit. And so like, we've been through so this whole journey glad. for you to not grow. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. you're moving to the other side of the country. You can't, it's logistically not, not possible. Not possible. Yeah. And like, I understand, like, like he's trying to make it work yeah. but like you both want different things and i think if it was real mm-hmm. i would have been pissed off because so it wouldn't have worked now, and that would have been Nate sacrificing what he wants absolutely or like which you don't want like throughout this yeah. whole movie it's built that like they're moving on yeah yes. and it's also that like they're giving each other the opportunity to be individuals exactly yeah it's, it's very much a love geez. letter to her friends and yes. her own independence. Exactly. Yes. Definitely. But like that doesn't mean you can't value like the relationship she had with me. Absolutely. Um, which I think the film does really well is because it And also this movie is an hour and a half. It's short. Yeah. And it's short. very multi-layered and just like I think there's been a lot of comedies that have come out in the past few years that just missed the mark. Yeah. But someone sure. great just like was it's honestly, it's one of the best rom coms and yeah. that I've seen in my life, and I think one of the best um, comedy films that's been released in the past decade. Honestly, it's one of my favorite movies. It yeah, is. I really, really thought it would be bad. I thought it was going to be Me another too. fluff piece, and then it was amazing. Yeah, I think Mum and I watched it together, and we cried. Oh my god! So I've just looked up. Yes. Um, the director Jennifer Caton Robinson. Yes. Turns out, oh my god, that she directed Love Life. <gasps> not, not all of them. She directed episode the Magnus's second episode. Shut up! Oh my god! Oh so, my god! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. We've had two moments in this episode where I've had to walk away from the recording <laughs> desk. We've truly come full circle. We have. Come full Holy circle. shit! We really need to do more research. Yeah. <laughs> Like the real time discoveries. I, I love the real time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, don't be fooled. When I have notes, it's only because I am writing down my thoughts. It's not because yeah. I'm writing down my research. We'll take a fa- we'll take some photos of Sophie's notes and my notes. And, like, <laughs> and then just a picture of me with nothing. <laughs> One of the greatest monologues ever, like the last monologue where Jenny's in the train. Oh my god. Writing her thoughts out is like, I think it's just, like, a really great breakup moment. Oh, I cried, yeah. Yeah, I, girl, I cried. <laughs> I've rewatched that, just that scene. Yeah, it's cried. fantastic. <laughs> and, like, you can totally, like, repurpose it for other things. Yeah, you can extrapolate it into anything. Yeah, just fucking amazing. Beautifully written. Beautifully executed. Oh, yeah, well yeah. written. So well written. But, yeah, the cast is amazing. I feel like we should probably address the Gina Rodriguez. In Thank you. Oh, my God. I've been waiting to talk about it the whole episode. I hate Gina Rodriguez. Oh, <laughs> I know. She's so- Oh, I do know who that dog is. Um it's an ugly fucking chihuahua. Oh, that's so ugly. Yeah, I don't but care those for dogs, chihuahuas. Those dogs are always very famous. And they don't deserve like, to. It has like 12 million followers. What? On Instagram. Why would they I get like 12 million dog? followers? I think that's actually RuPaul's dog. No. I don't think it's Oh yeah, it's RuPaul's in dog a, in, in the movie. movie. Oh yes, not, not in, in real life. life. No. Yeah, Sorry. In the movie. He lives in Wyoming. Um uh, RuPaul does. Yeah, that's why he's fracking. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, so yeah, Gina Rodriguez. Yeah, so like I hated how much I loved her in this movie. Look. She was so charming. Yeah. That's her job. She's an actress. Yeah. Um, I think that um 
I think Gina Rodriguez does a very good job of being charming on screen. Yeah. And it's what, like, works yeah. about Jane the Virgin as well. Yeah, that's so true. Even though this character is very, like, not Jane. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that with most pieces of media, um, there are times where you have to put aside how much you hate a particular <laughs> actor or actress because of the dumb shit that they say online mm. and just appreciate the performance they're giving in a film. Though, however, anytime she appears on a Hollywood Reporter roundtable, I do want to punch her in the face. I have, like, gone out of my way to just not really, like, see much about her ever. <laughs> Bruh, every time she's on a Hollywood round table, she will talk over every black woman at the table. It's so awful. Ugh, I know. And the amount of stuff she does to, like, prop up, like, other Latina women. But yeah. then she's, like, so, like, racist. So wildly <laughs> racist to black people. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. The heebie-jeebies video. Did you um, not see that? It's that. the video where she says the N word because she's oh, singing yeah, along she's to a Lauren Hill song. Yeah, <laughs> she's but, like, "Oh no, it was Fuji's." <laughs> and her like apology afterwards was pretty much like the "I'm sorry if you got offended." Yeah, yeah, the classic. The classic. Yeah. I'm sorry if you got offended. I just really like Lauren Hill. <laughs> it's like I like Lauren Hill too, and I still haven't said the N word. And people like just don't say the word. You can you, still sing the rest of the song. You're not even Afro Latina. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Like, oh my god. Goral. Yeah, I think Jane Rodriguez um, is just like continually putting herself in hot water. Despite being ultimately like a really talented actress. Yeah. 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 What's weird is that she like doesn't get like any roles taken away from her. Yeah. Like there's been no consequences for her actions. No. Which like should happen. Yeah. Like I don't believe in cancel culture, but if you've been told that many times. And you still keep fucking up. Yeah. Honestly, I am, I don't know if this is Gen Z of me, but I'm actually not anti-cancel culture. Because first off, it gets tied in with call-out culture a lot. I definitely believe in call-out culture. Yeah. Because you shouldn't be, like, so famous that you don't ever get accountability of your actions. Agreed. Except, who is one person who has actually been cancelled by quote-unquote cancel culture. Yeah, like literally nobody. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Everyone throws it around as an excuse and be like, oh my god, I'm so scared to live because of cancel culture. My singular, like, counterpoint is, because most, mostly I'm in agreement with you, I think that mm. it's important yeah. to call people out when they fuck up. I think that James Charles is actually the, like, probably the worst yeah, example of that's this. that's very true. Because they, literally his life was ruined mm. for, like... Until, I think it was like 10 days he waited to like debunk everything that was said about him. But the important part was also that like he got cancelled for something that he didn't do. Yeah. So like the, and that is absolutely the minority of what we're talking about. Yeah. A lot of the things that people are being quote unquote cancelled for publicly are things that they have done. Yeah. And there's video evidence and there's receipts and ultimately nothing happens. But like the one time that someone was like very effectively cancelled quite quickly. Yeah. It was a total nothing burger. Yeah. And then they have, like, people have said, I don't think it was James personally, but people have said, like, he was in, like, a terrible headspace. He was, like, suicidal. No, he said that on a podcast. Yeah, he was like, if I didn't have the support network that I did at the time that that went down, I probably would have killed myself. Because Mm -hmm. there were people checking in on him every single day to make sure he didn't do something. Which, like, makes sense. The entire internet hated him for, like, two weeks. I was one of them. I loved those memes. (laughs) Like, is this when um, this was the Tati thing yeah 
by sister, by sister. which is now privated. Um, I was in the middle of watching a D'Angelo Wallace um, video breaking it down, oh actually, gosh, yeah. on I, my I way here. I loved his, like, series about, like, I haven't watched Tarties yet, yeah. but I loved his, like, series about Shane Dawson and um, Jeremy Jeffrey. Starfish. Jeremy uh-huh. Starfish. Who should never be spoken of again. Oh, my God. He is someone who, why is he not cancelled? Yeah. For God's sake. Because, oh, like, my God, Jeffrey I hate Star, him so much. Jeffree Star has been, quote, unquote, cancelled since, like, his MySpace days. Oh, and then nothing God. happens. He's still a multi-millionaire. I hate him so much. I think the thing with cancel culture is like, if you're a repeat offender, mm. you should be cancelled. Yeah, like, if I you definitely have been told agree. Over and over that something is like you're not doing the right thing, yeah. or like you're like, no. if it's years of misbehavior and yeah. like just a lack of accountability, you shouldn't come back. Yeah, or yeah, like at the for vi- sure. Well, it's not even a thing of like. Because really, the way in which you get someone to not come back is you stop consuming the content. So Mm. as long as there is no demand for what they're making, they can't come back. The problem is people don't actually cancel anyone. Yeah, exactly. This is why I'm, like, so confused about. And I feel like it's just a prop that people use when they make a mistake to, like, throw into their apology video or whatever. Yeah. And say, I'm so scared of cancel culture. I'm scared. My 40-minute expose video. Yeah. Yeah. I live on eggshells because I'm just so scared. And they, like, turn it into censorship. I'm so scared I'm going to say the F slur. Yeah, I Oh, my God, yeah. I'm so scared. I'm scared I'm going to say the N word. Like, I'm so scared that I'm going to call for a genocide like. <laughs> it's like sticky fingers is another example of like yeah. cancel culture they've like have repeat offenses yeah, all yeah. The time. and like they still charted incredibly well on the hottest 100 of the decade yeah Although, like, they have, um had there are a lot of boys stopped them. playing sticky fingers but yet they still played them they on played it the and they played it a couple of times since yeah. So it's like. So even yeah, yeah. So they're winning back un- the favor. Yeah, because yeah. like I went to a friend's house recently. Like <laughs> you're doing yeah. this when like Ocean Alley are right there, and it sounds yeah. the same. They it play it at Rick's every time. Listen to Chiaro Scuro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what like really annoys me. I'm like, it's not even real, anyways. No. Although one person who, oh, I don't know. I feel like people are only cancelled if they're actually like found guilty by the traditional justice system. Mm. So you probably get incarcerated and Bill Cosby. Yeah, that was the like, only examples I can think of. Cancellation is incarceration. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. But also, oh like, Chris Brown, I feel like he's... Chris Brown never got cancelled. Really? No. I think Although he lost Australia didn't let him in, which is quite yeah. cool. But I think that also, have you seen... He is... Re- he's repeatedly abusive. Like, yeah. he's literally... He's abused so many of his partners, not just Rihanna. Mm. Yeah. But, like, his music continues to chart. He continues to collaborate with really, like, huge and important artists. Like, he's collaborating with, like, Nicki Minaj, with Drake. Lil Dicky. Lil (laughs) Dicky. Sorry. Talking about Chris Brown reminds me of him, like, bashing Frank Ocean in a car park. Oh, I forgot about that. And I also forgot Frank Ocean was on this soundtrack of Someone Great. Our boy. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god! Wait, was that the cover of Moon River? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that was really beautiful. That was a good... lovely scene. Unpopular mm. opinion. It's my least favorite um, Frank Ocean release. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll move on. <laughs> I've seen Breakfast at Tiffany's too many times. We'll park up there and move on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So just 
But yeah, that's what I will die on this hill. Who has actually been cancelled yeah. for their actions? Literally not. Maybe Kevin Spacey? Uh, Kevin Spacey also, like, I think has actually put out, like, literal hits on people who've made um, accusations against him. So, like, that's a very what? different ballpark. Yeah. So, like, remember... I haven't heard about that. Oh, my God. I can't believe you didn't hear about this. Um, so, basically, some, one of the people who was accusing him of sexual assault um, was found dead. Oh, my God. Yes. That's um, scary. And it looked pretty shady. Um, <laughs> and then he released that, like, very weird Christmas, um, like, House of Cards video where he's like, I'll be back. And it's like, Kevin. They killed his character. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Coming back from the dead. <laughs> but, like, I think he just means, like, I'm Kevin Spacey and I'm coming back. But, like, in the voice of the guy from House of Cards, it was very weird. It was very meta. It was very postmodern, actually. Um, <laughs> looking at through a critical lens. Looking at through a critical lens. This is American Psycho come to life. <laughs> Speaking of Kevin Spacey, I just, like, I'm very confused. Because when he got outed yes. for being a sexual predator, yes. he also then just, like, decided to come out. That was the funniest yeah, thing He just ever turned happened. it into, like, coming out as being gay. I'm like... What? That's not what everyone's mad about. Yeah. So this actually, I think, that's nuts. I think that this also, if we're talking about um, gay men being cancelled, I think that there's also, like, there's a very different flavour that Mm. comes with it. Um, I think that what happened with Kevin Spacey is Kevin Spacey, by choosing to come out as a result of being called out for sexual assault, perpetuated a stereotype of gay men being, being sexual predatory. deviants, yeah. being predatory, yeah. and like often engaging in like sexual relations with minors, like that is a really, really long-held, um, obviously untrue uh, belief of the gay community that they are just a bunch of pedophiles. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. perpetuated that by just being like, "Well, you think I'm a sexual predator? Actually, I'm simply a homosexual." Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Not the same. Yeah, but you're still a sexual predator. <laughs> like, girl, they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. And so that's probably another instance where, like... They're not mutually exclusive, but they're also not synonyms. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Where When I say especially who has gotten cancelled, especially, like, if someone was going to get cancelled, it would be someone who is not a... Um, hetero white man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, do we Louis think- C.K., for instance. Look, I have a, I actually have a lot of opinions about the Louis thing. Mm. Um, and it's not the Please opinion that you- it. It's the opinion- It's not the opinion that you think. Okay. I think it's fine that Louis's back. I'm sorry. Like, I actually think it's perfectly fine. Because he's released all of his stuff independently, for one. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's fulfilling a demand that is there from not just male, not just men. Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of female comedians who are actually, like, pretty fine with Louis C.K. being back. Like, I have discussed this a lot. Because people expect me to be really angry about it. So, basically, if you don't know, Louis C.K., um, basically, um, his thing, which is masturbating in front of women... Um, was revealed to the public um, that he'd effectively like pressured some women that he'd worked with um, and had put a lot of women that he'd worked with in really uncomfortable positions and basically just like forced um, his like masturbatory habits on colleagues, which is awful. Yeah. Which was then handled in private. And that was, you know, the behavior was dealt with. He was then forgiven and it like didn't happen for a number of years because all the behavior that was being spoken about was historical. So Mm. it was basically, it had been resolved for a long time by the time it came up in public. Yeah. So Louis C.K. loses millions of dollars in 
brand deals and distribution rights. Netflix won't run his shit. Stan won't run his shit. So he is then forced to act as an independent. He cancels his shows. He cancels his tours. Mm-hmm. I think eight months maybe passed. And he's like, all right, I have to do my job. I'm going back. Um, he goes back on tour. It immediately sells out. Everybody wants to see Louis again. Louis C.K. makes his special available online for people to watch through, like, his own, like, company. So it's not through a distributor. It's not through Netflix. It's not through Amazon. It's not through Hulu because none of those people will take him anymore. He's just releasing it himself. And a lot of people bought it. And it was still really funny. And he's still very good and still acknowledges what happened so instead of just, like, brushing past it for the purposes of the show, he is just like, we have to talk about it. It's the elephant in the room. You know why you're here and why your friends judged you for being here. Yeah. And, like, that also, like, because hit, he hits you with the sympathy part of it as well. Of Like, imagine you wake up one day and literally everyone knows your thing. Like, I woke up and Barack Obama knew what my thing was. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is a fucking insane concept. But ultimately, Louis C.K. lost a shitload of money, had already atoned for that behavior, had gotten forgiveness from those women. Like, those people were still, like, unhappy to work with Louis. Time had passed. The issue was dealt with. The question is whether or not you think that behavior is forgivable or not. Mm. For some people, it is. For others, it isn't. It's a, cho- it's a choice of whether or not you want to consume that media. Louis was effectively deplatformed by, like, major media. But came back of his own accord because the people wanted that content. Yeah. So I'm actually really in two minds about the Louis thing. For me, I'm like, you're allowed to release what you want off your own back and continue doing what you're very fucking good at doing. Because at the end of the day, Louis C.K. is still one of the most talented comedians who's been working for the past, like, 20 years. He's still an incredible artist. Like, Louis is one of the best shows that's, like, ever aired. Mm. Yeah. He came back... The people wanted it. It's good. He's been forgiven in those individual circles. It's up to you as an individual consumer as to whether or not you want to watch his content or let him go in peace. So that's my take with Louis. So, and that's coming from a woman who works in comedy and has to deal with like a lot of dodgy men in yeah. comedy. It's yeah. a huge part of the industry that we work in is dealing with guys constantly overstepping the boundary. So I get it. I think there's also an argument here of like potentially women being too forgiving of behavior that's unacceptable. I think that's that's like a systemic issue. Absolutely. Like it's a valid argument to make of like, why should we forgive him for this behavior? But like, I was personally fine with it. Um, That was a really long winded take (laughs) from me. I'm sorry. That was a lot of just me talking. No, that's fine. (laughs) Sophie, I want to hear your take on Louis C.K. now. Um, I don't believe... He has stopped that behavior because the behavior is not just him being into masturbating in front of women. Yeah. And honestly, when that is something that gives you pleasure, I don't believe he stopped doing it. You and don't obviously, it? I'd never know. Yeah. This is just an opinion. Yeah, this is alleged. Yeah. But um, just, I think that doing. I think that that's not something that you learn from and you stop doing just personally. Yeah. And also I don't really agree with like what you were saying, how he like kind of rebranded it as like, everyone knows my kink. It's my kink. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but like you, it wasn't a kink. Like when you did it, you were like making people uncomfortable. Yeah. Like you pressured people into doing something that they weren't comfortable to do and were forcing consent 
into an activity because you had the higher position of power within that setting. I think that's fair. Yeah. And so I think that he, I don't know, I really don't think that if, even if he stopped doing it, I just can't believe that he has truly understood and like that... I don't know. It's it's hard for me to like vocalize it, but no, like I fair. feel like he could, could never understand being in being those women's position because yeah. of his platform. Yeah, and yeah. he would never be on the receiving end of something like that. No. Yeah, I totally agree with that. What do you I think? think so, like, I don't like. I wasn't familiar with this whole Louis C.K. thing. Yeah, but I think it's like not on him. Like, he's not been can- he's been cancelled by like corporate media yeah. and people and like the people who still chose to um purchase like his and go attend his show that's like on them and like that's yeah, a that's question very on, true. like that's the question on their morality and like what their actions and like his actions are mm-hmm. and like that's a totally different topic to like cancel culture yeah so, i like, agree i think he has been cancelled and like has rebranded to like go off his own, like, yeah. trust him, like, better than himself. Like, we're not going to see Louis C.K. on, like, The Late Show again. Like, we're yeah. not going to see him do Jimmy Fallon. He'll never go back on Ellen. Like... Hopefully Ellen's cancelled. Hopefully <laughs> Ellen has been cancelled. Um, God, I forgot about Ellen being cancelled. So many... Just, like, while we're talking about comedians, I want to talk about Chris D'Elia. Like, oh, Chris D'Elia. Okay. Also, Chris D'Elia being an actor on you and on his like thing. oh my god playing himself <laughs> like he was literally playing himself when i told y'all that chris D'Elia was a creep fuck okay i literally argued about this with like male comedians forever ago where they were like oh you should get into chris D'Elia. and i was like he gives me a fucked vibe dude he gave <laughs> like, me such a fucked vibe on you chris yeah, D'Elia, like but that's that because is... you're like oh he's acting i can dismiss it but he's not it's just him <laughs> Yeah, every, like, interview I'd ever seen of him, I was like, this guy is creepy. I'm never interested in watching his face ever yeah. again. Chris D'Elia. But, like, I also get why there were so many young women who were completely manipulated by him. Oh, yeah. Because he's still, Obviously. like... Because I think that Chris D'Elia is gross and he has a rancid vibe. Yeah. However, I think there is also, like, an element here in aesthetics where you're like, I see how he's hot. In like a disgusting way, in the way that like James Franco gives you a rancid vibe, yeah, in the way so that John Mayer gives you a rancid that's vibe, so but you still hit it. That's what it is. Yeah. So I think that Crystal Lee is like operating on the same level, and also James Franco is like known for yeah, preying on like sixteen-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, John Mayer, I don't think, fucked any 16-year-olds, but he did date a 19-year-old Taylor Swift, which just doesn't sit right with me. Um, yeah. She freaking named and shamed She him. named and shamed. Because <laughs> honestly, like, I listen to Dear John, it doesn't sit right with my soul. <laughs> it's a great song, but John Mayer, god damn it. Um, finding out that he was friends with Ben Schwartz really broke my heart. <laughs> um, ben Schwartz, I hope you never get cancelled. You're a good male comedian. <laughs> Oh, um, man. But yeah, that's what I, it's that kind of, and it's the same with Crystalia. Like you would never, and it's the same with all, well, it's the same with like most straight men. Like you yeah. never understand what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. You've never been on the receiving You've end of this understand. kind of behavior. And so honestly, it annoys me when I have, like when this has come up with like straight, like pretty physically large men. I'm like, well, why do you even have an opinion? Yeah. Like, yeah. this would never, ever, ever happen to yeah. you. Oh, like, Ansel Elgort assaulting that 17-year-old? Mm, 
That's another one. That's another yeah. one. Has he been cancelled? No. I don't know. I, I mean, don't it's like, know. <laughs> I feel like we talked about it on Twitter for like five minutes and then it and then died. About it. I think that's the thing with, with cancelling. And it's kind of the same as Taylor Swift. Like, yeah. she was cancelled because of the tapes that came out. Oh my god. <laughs> and now the entire tape has actually been released and it turns out that she was actually telling the truth. <laughs> I still, Taylor Swift is still a very pro-capitalist person, so I don't. Yeah. Look, we should cancel her for that. I think we have to do a whole episode about Taylor Swift. because I think think, we should. Honestly, every time we bring her up, we are all on the fence. It's so hard. It's so hard to pick a side. We will all watch Miss America. We'll watch Miss Americana and we'll come back. All right. That that is going to be a future episode, everyone. It will. It's coming. Put a pin in it. (laughs) Like, I think that also, I think this conversation comes up a lot with like the topic of cancel culture um comes up a lot for obviously men but i think we see it in entertainment so much more frequently yeah because it's a very unique position of power yeah definitely because like there is also because i think it's a very easy power to abuse for Mm -hmm. one because not only are you like recognizable you're famous but also because of the industries in which particularly comedians work audiences think they know you yeah, yeah, definitely. They're like, that is my friend that mm. I, like, you know, watch when I'm sad. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, you can then abstract it and be like, no, not at all. But there is, like, definitely a parasocial relationship mm. that comes into it where it's like, I don't know this person. Well, this person doesn't know me, but I know something of this person. Yeah. And mm. this also, like, this is why YouTube was a huge problem and was an absolute breeding ground for predators and so many people got incarcerated for child exploitation material for like soliciting sex from minors like horrible shit and it's because and i saw a really interesting video essay about this um that because the audiences were so young and the content creators were men who were older than them and were like effectively like opening up and like vlogging and being friendly it's still grooming even though yeah. they don't yeah. know them directly it's a parasocial grooming yeah so sure. which is why um a lot of the things that shane dawson did was so problematic oh my God, because he yeah. was exposing a really young audience to really highly sexualized violent racist content yeah. at a really early age and i think that honestly because i watched those videos when i was like 10 i think that was probably like fed into why I watched like porn super young and like looked up shit that I just absolutely should not have. And I think like ultimately it did impact my like relationships with like the concept of sex and violence Mm. because you're introduced to them in this very like intimate manner in your childhood. Mm, Definitely. And I think that that's like a huge other problem that you have with entertainers and with social media in general is, like, one, it's really easy to form those parasocial connections. Like, you feel like you know people online, but you don't. Especially with YouTubers. Massively with YouTubers. I'm like, oh, like, I... YouTubers more than, like, traditional. Yeah, Yeah, more so than... But, like, YouTubers and influencers, I think. YouTubers and influencers, they mark... Their brand is them. Yeah. Yeah. Their content is themselves. Like, they make their... And a lot of YouTube, like major money makers are people who market their content to children. Like, oh, that's yeah. why people hated the Paul Brothers. The Pauls. Oh, my yeah. God, I was literally that same. Yeah, that's why people hated the Paul Brothers, because they were constantly marketing to kids, 
but were just doing the most like insane inappropriate bullshit yeah like which is why um logan paul not logan paul jake paul got shadow banned because logan paul's had like a redemption arc but i like haven't looked into it enough didn't oh, is logan paul the one who went to a japanese forest and- yeah that yes. was logan yes. that was logan um, um oh. yeah so everyone see logan seems to have done worse stuff but like jake paul just seems to be like a grosser person I... in general i don't know yeah i think i'm confused I... by it no that's fair also just like because they're both like boring white guys yeah, um, yeah honestly i've never watched a video of either of them no. logan paul like was just really cocky and arrogant and when the suicide forest thing happened he was at the absolute height of his YouTube career. Nothing he he had done to that point could possibly fail. Like, the ego trip of being that successful and also that young on the platform would have absolutely, like, warped his brain. So it makes sense to me that he put that content online. And then, because he'd never suffered consequences before for any of the other dumb shit that he did. Mm -hmm. And then when things actually went very wrong for him, once that happened, the content completely changed it completely shifted Mm. and now like obviously logan paul's still like a huge like bro but he's like become like a weirdly wholesome creator and is like trying to do good things now and trying to be educational Mm. so like and like also i think it's important to remember that like logan paul was supposed to like study engineering on a full scholarship at an ivy league university like he's not dumb he jake Fuck with <laughs> Logan, redeemable. Yeah. Um, and so I think what you're talking about is interesting when you think about it in the like view of James Charles, yeah. where and that's what um, like J Star. I won't say his name, so I hate him. Yeah. And Shane Dawson hate him just as much. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, they both like came out and said like we needed to kill his ego. Like we wanted yeah. to just serve him a slice yeah. of humble pie, as yeah. they said. The size of the Empire State Building, which oh is a God, terrible, yeah. terrible and um so yeah and so i guess he kind of i don't know which is it's awful obviously that they have made up like fake allegations sexual assault allegations just to like bring someone down a peg and also to like (laughs) sell pallets oh my god yeah because it was a business decision too it was removing a competitor yeah for sure a child as well a child but a very young person yeah, in comparison was, to those. He kids. was 19 at the time. Yeah, and they were like 30-something. Yeah. Like I just wanted to bring up a conversation that I had with a friend of mine um, about someone that she really admires. Mm. So I'm not going to name the friend or the person because if I name the person... Anyways, we had this conversation and like you were talking about the... What is para... Parasocial relationships. Yeah. So she said that I think I would be friends with this celebrity in real life. Yeah. And I said, I don't know, do you actually think that? Mm. And I just did a quick Google search Mm. of, like, celebrity cancelled, and it came up with this article Mm. about him, like, mistreating a bar worker while he was, like, at work. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, like, he, I think it was, like, did something sexual, like, tried a motorboat. Oh, Oh, no! Not Yuck. my boy. I know. So Yuck. I sent that, and in response, I got, "It's a joke. Like it's a joke. Like that's a joke that he does." And like, I think that's really like insensitive. It's, and I think there's that's, an like, immediate thing from fans to yeah. want to defend in the way that you would want to defend a close friend who's fucked exactly. up. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. you, yeah. But like, I think you 
you, when you brought that up, I thought of that story immediately because yeah. I was like, mm. you don't know this person. You don't know actually how they act. No. Yeah. And like, this is a one a record <laughs> of like their like behavior being monitored in public mm. and like what you see on their own social media is not how they behave all the time. No, so like yeah, that's sure. them selling themselves. Yeah. But like yeah. a conversation, a short conversation um, ensued from that. And it was just basically like about cancel culture. It was don't judge a person on one thing they've posted online. Mm. And I'm like, I think you have to look at it like critically and holistically like if they're doing that one thing and that's just one time they've gotten posted it's gonna happen a lot more yeah Yeah. and i think also it's very different when you're doing it with a group of friends yeah and just as opposed to like a worker also like the when you talk about parasocial connections it's very odd that some people would like rush to defend these people they don't know Mm. when they have only like little glimpses of their life like yeah understandably if a lord did something i would be quite upset and I would try and justify her actions because yeah. I'm a big fan of her. Yeah. But like ultimately at the end of the day I think I could look take a step back and yeah. I hope I would take a step back and be like, oh actually that's wrong. And yeah. Like if I found out that like John Mulaney like, you know, killed a dog, I'd be so crushed. Yeah. And I would like want to say it's like the dog was already dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. I would like I know I'd look for an excuse because he's my hero. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, like, I think we do that in even on this podcast in the, the sense that we talk about Bon Appetit. Like, yeah. I think we're all big fans. Of it. We all have the ability to take a step back yeah. and actually analyze the situation yeah. at hand and make fair comments. Because we it. all felt but like I'm, Molly was our friend. Yeah. And I will openly say that I'm not interested in watching Bon Appetit ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be Sometimes honest. I watch Molly videos. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I watched one the other night. I keep on my app. You relapsed. <laughs> <laughs> I That was the only one I've watched in a long time. And I watched a call video too oh my god Carla <laughs> but that's it <laughs> and um that's another thing where I only I watched reactions to Jeffree Star's like latest apology video Ooh. of one million wasn't he just like sitting there doing this sorry was, this is an audio platform you can't see what doing. <laughs> he was wearing like a pink bathrobe and that's so right. first off people were speculating why he was wearing that pink bathrobe and then later on he brought out that exact bathrobe as merch Oh. Which, like, that's disgusting. Oh, and no. also, <laughs> like, the people reacting to this apology video were pretty much saying that Jeffree Star has, like, brought out this apology video, mm-hmm. obviously not because he's apologetic, because yeah. he does the same thing over and over. Um, but it's he's done it for his stands, mm. so they have something to point to when people are like, I can't believe you would buy that Jeffree Star thing. They can be like, no, like, look at this video, he's changed, yeah. he's sorry. Oh. Um, he also, Which I think is mm. such... Like that's, that's so true. And yeah. that's exactly like people know how much they know, they they feed into it and they know how much people love them and like yeah. think that they know them. And so they think like, well, I'll give this as an excuse for those people Yeah, and they will stay on and will still love me. Mm. Wrapping up, how do you, like any final comments from you two, Fran? Final comments. Um, on the film, Someone Great, amazing movie. One of the best. So fun. Great soundtrack. I have nothing bad to say about it. Mm-hmm. Cancel culture is so complex. Mm-hmm. Um, be mindful of your parasocial relationships with influencers and celebrities. Um, and also um, reflect on some of the shit that you saw when you were a kid online. Mm-hmm. And think about Agreed. whether or not that rots your brain or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, final thought from me. I just had it and I literally lost it. I'm so sorry. God, wouldn't you wish you had that written down somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> but I did. Uh, oh my God. 
Seb, you do your final thoughts. Um, my final thoughts, we should all watch some great again. You should. Again. I watched it this afternoon and I want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly such a beautiful movie and like well, it's like a well written script, mm-hmm. well produced, well directed, a lot of women are working on the cast, very diverse. And then Gina Rodriguez is on there And Gina Rodriguez is also here. She's there. Um, and cancel culture, it's such a t- complex topic. And I think, like, there's so many people who have different thoughts. So I would love to hear other people's opinions on cancel culture. Yeah. Like, you've had ours and you've had mine. So I have, like, nothing else really to say. Please, DM but us. D- yeah, DM us. I remember my so final funny. thoughts. And whilst I was talking, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that we really need to work on separating call-out culture and cancel culture. Yeah. yeah. So, And we also need to consider, like, sometimes people change their mind. Sometimes people do more research and they change their mind on a matter. So mm-hmm. if someone is being called out or cancelled for an opinion that they have, which I know is, like, not that common, it's usually because of their behaviour. But... Anyways, I don't think those should be related. If someone changes their mind and they say, like, I've consumed some new sources and I have a new opinion, that's completely different. And also, I think call-out culture, yes. Cancel culture, honestly, it could be stronger. Because who has actually been cancelled? <laughs> no one has been cancelled. Yeah. Some Actually, I thought of there are some YouTubers who I could think of who have been cancelled. That's canceled. because they went to jail, Sophie. <laughs> no, but like, do you remember Alex Day? Yeah! I feel like he has been cancelled, but he's not in jail. He used to be best friends with Charlie is so cool-like. But in summary... Check us out on our Instagram. It is funemployed.pod. If you listen to the podcast, we would really appreciate if you shared that you listened to it on a story or, like, somehow prom- promoted us so we can, like, have more people listen to us. We would love that. We would love that. We yeah. would ha- I'm sure not other people would love that, but we would love <laughs> we that. We would. <laughs> Again, we've also, update, we've posted on the Twitter. There's one reshoot. There's one retweet. We're still working on Apple Podcasts, though. Oh, yeah. my God. Apple Podcasts hates it's a, us. It's a bitch. But on our Twitter, Fun Employed Pod. Um, and that's everything for this week. Yes. Oh, we are also working on a new series, which will be coming soon, called yeah. The Fun Employee. And um, we will be posting a bit more promo about it soon. So something else to look forward to. Mm. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.